Welcome to Joyosity. I'm Jen Whitmer. I'm a speaker, consultant, and joy bringer, helping you create positive culture with complex people. Because listen, that's all we got. I'm thrilled you were here. So get yourself ready. Grab your multiple beverages, get your speaker, your headphones connected so we can dive in. True leadership requires more than just surface level strategies. It requires a profound connection to everything that makes us human. Each week, I have conversations with experts and leaders and you. If you're listening live, introduce yourself in the comments. Let us know where you are in the world and maybe what's in that mug on your desk. We're connecting as humans, remember? These conversations aren't just fun banter and information. Joyosity is so much more than a live show and a podcast. It's a movement, a space where we dare to explore the depths of our own hearts and minds, a liminal space where you are free to play around and beta test your own growth, sort of like a test kitchen lab for your leadership skills. It's where you discover that real joy has deep roots, a playground to find the hidden truths, the ideas waiting to be explored, and the untamed potential that lies within you. We're not just hanging out in idea land. We're talking about the best actions that develop you as a person and hone your skills as a leader. If you're an experienced leader or just starting out, Joyosity is the community for you. Join us every Monday live at 1 p.m. Eastern on LinkedIn and YouTube for a dose of inspiration and practical advice. Whether you are live in the comments or catching the podcast later, we're here to help you create a place where work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Let's go. If you ever doubted it was live, I always say, here it is. <laughs> I'm so glad that you are here. I'm so glad that it is our inaugural LinkedIn, or not LinkedIn, Instagram Live Joyosity Live. So glad to see you folks over there too. I am delighted to close out the year with truly one of my favorite people on the planet. Um, someday I'm going to get to hug her neck in real life person. Um, this is Ronnie Rock is joining us today. And Ronnie is a human that has had a vast amount of experience in transforming small places that change the world. In fact, she's written this really great book that I love called One Woman Can Change the World. And the thing that I brought Ronnie on to talk about that is so important to you as a leader, that is so important to you as your business, is really understanding your values and why understanding who you are and the values that you have actually are what change things. That's what actually changes the world. It doesn't have to be this Oh, we're going to take over everything, which sometimes I think is the message that we get when really it's about starting here and starting small and knowing who you are and what your values are and how those actually impact your work. So I am so excited to welcome my friend, Ronnie. Yay! Hey there. I can't wait to, I'm so excited. I want to hug you and we're lucky in person. <laughs> I know. You'll be the best, best long hug. It would be so good. We were so close that one time in Nashville and we just couldn't make it happen. And currently Ronnie is hanging out in the UK where it is dark at like 3 p.m. So <laughs> thank you so Thanks much. for my phone flashlight right now. 
Listen, it's, it's so wonderful. So I always like to start out a little bit with just a story of who you are and how did you get to this place? So give us a little bit of your journey. Now, remember, we're only here for like 20 minutes because I know we could talk for hours, but a little bit about your journey and how you um, how you got to where you are today in this organization and as an author and a, a great mentor of people in the world. Sure. I will not start back, you know, as a child or anything like that, but I will start. I'll start in university. How about that? I'll start in college. Okay. Had this dream from the time I was in high school. I wanted to be an investigative reporter um, until I got in high school and realized I hate, or I got in college and realized I hated news writing because I found it to be too limited. Did from the time I was a little kid, I had a natural bent for storytelling. When everybody else was doing reports and hating them in school, I was cheering, and so. Um, but I realized that what I really loved was the feature story side and that kind of thing got into television and that's where I started in television and in the news side, but then shifted pretty soon into the marketing side. And that's where I found a real natural place for me, a natural place for storytelling, a natural place for um, what I love. And it's interesting because folks will go marketing and sales are the same. I'm like, no, what I love is wetting your appetite. What I love is telling a story that might encourage you to take the next step in your life. And I found that, started that, was in television, moved into the corporate world, worked for a major airline, and then for an entertainment retailer giant back in the day. And, um, and again, found that joy of being able to, again, whet your appetite. That was a natural bent for me was to be able to bring encouragement to you to take the next right step in your life. Whether that step was watching a TV show or what I do now, that next right step may be for you to travel to another country. It may be for you to sponsor a child. It may be you to for you to invest money in being able to make change in the life of a kid. Um, but that is, that's my story in a tiny nutshell. <laughs> also use it to coach and mentor others to help them find a little sweet spot in their life. Because um, I believe that there are natural gifts that you have. There are ways that you are born and created both those gifts that come easy to you and also just um, your perspective on life, how you view things. Um, Jen, I know that you are an Enneagram fan. I am an assessment junkie myself. <laughs> and so both Enneagram, I'm a four with a Popeye strong three wing, um, <laughs> but also Myers-Briggs and Strength Finders, Kiersey, even Maps. I enjoy them all because I think they can all help us get to know a little bit more about why we respond to things the way we do. Um, how we think, how we process. And I believe anybody, if you do those things in your own life, you'll find those natural um, those pathways that work best for you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many things I want to break apart of what, what you just said. Like I could talk for hours just in that little bit of your story. Because what I love is that you 
first of all, you're like, this is what I'm going to do. And you tried it and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, I don't like that thing. We, I think, you know, I'm kind of curious if you're listening, Lauren, Rachel, you know, those of you who are online, have you ever had that? You're like, I tried this thing and it just didn't work for a little bit. And what the process was figuring out, well, what about this did work? What was in me that connected with that? And that is that piece of self-awareness that I talk about all the time as a leader. And first you have to lead yourself. Uh, and then, you know, you've had these experiences in television and an airline and retail, like all of these experiences, but the through line, I love to call that the golden thread is this is what I know about me. I can tell you a story that helps you move to act. And mm-hmm. That's not everybody's gifting. Some people are like, oh my gosh, I wish I had that. But what happens is when we we discount our own magic yeah. when we do that. Like that's a great skill for Ronnie and she uses it so effectively in the world. And, you know, some people look at me like, oh, if I could just speak like Jen, you know what? I, you know, sometimes that gets me into trouble, but that's not, if that's not who you are, it's, it's going to be too hard and it's actually going to be ineffective. The most effective is finding your own special sweet spot, your own special thing, which I think we often discount because it's normal to us. And you're like, it probably took you a while to be like, oh, storytelling is not everybody can just tell a story (laughs) in in that way. It is. Well, because when it is um, a a part of your personality and a part of your uh, perspective on life, a lot of times you do don't you think of it as normal as Mm -hmm. opposed to a gift. Yeah. For me, and I talk about this with the folks that I'm mentoring, like just, and just because you acquire a skill or acquire a talent, or you have the ability to do something doesn't necessarily mean that you need to do it. Like I can't yes. do accounting and I hate accounting. <laughs> and it's okay for me to say that that is not who I am because yes. then it says, then that is something that I want to partner with somebody else on because somebody else does it far better than me. Absolutely. Have to do it all. No, I think that's one of the biggest fallacies, particularly for women leaders, that we have to do it all. Like we have to be able to do everything well, better, Mm -hmm. all when the truth is we are the most effective when I know that this is my, you know, Gay Hendricks calls it your zone of genius. You know, I like to call it your magic, you know, your Mm -hmm. About whatever we want to call it, when you are aligned in your giftings that align to your values, that align to your work, mm-hmm. it is explosive. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't, and it's so much better than kind of like dusting things out everywhere <laughs> and like trying to do it all, trying to do all the things. So, okay. So I've so many things I want to ask you about this. So one of the things that I have loved about watching you work over the last several years is this um, this ability to say, I want to make a difference in the world. And I'm curious, when did you start to discover, like, what are the values that you identified that helped you say, here's how I want to change the world? How did you go about that process? I think some of it was trial and error because Mm -hmm. I'm a writer. I'm a pretty writing is a gift of mine. And also being in journalism, writing is, even if you are broadcast, you still have to be a good writer. Mm -hmm. Um, But I realized that I, there were certain types of writing that I could do that would energize me. And then other things that would just felt like life sucking uh, from me. There were certain campaigns that I could do that would feel energizing. 
And so I started asking myself, what is it about this particular story that I've written that brings life to me? I feel alive when I'm writing about it. Um, and then what is it about that that I just feel like, again, somebody just popped a bubble in me. So part of it was just trial and error, self-awareness, mm. then also asking other people and inviting a circle of close friends to say, where do you see me come alive? And what, when I'm doing these things or not doing these things, where do you see me shine? Because other folks, I think, can see sometimes the energy in you mm -hmm. and can see potential in you that you, again, may discount. I also am a person of faith. And so I also, I turned what was important to me. I turned to scripture and looked at that. There are some spiritual gifts, not necessarily natural gifts, but certain things that are born into our personality and into our soul yeah. and realized that there are certain spiritual gifts that also are there within me that it's like, oh, it makes sense exhortation is a natural, it is a spiritual gift of mine mm. desire to encourage and to see beyond where somebody is to see the hope that lies ahead. And mm -hmm. so, ah, that's why it makes sense that when I'm telling a story of hope, or even when I worked for Blockbuster way back in the day, and I would encourage you to have a Blockbuster night at your home. <laughs> it was not that it's like, okay, fine. It was about a DVD and a Coca-Cola, but it wasn't. It was about you, Jen, bringing your family together and having an aspirational moment, right? Where you're all together and you're all laughing about something and you walk away feeling better. Sorry, that was my notebook that just fell. <laughs> but I, I found that, that those things fed me. And then again, when I started to look not just at my natural giftings, but also how I was crafted and made mm -hmm. it made sense to me. And so again, I, I think that bringing a circle of trusted friends around folks that can speak into your life, digging down, asking the hard why mm -hmm. and being okay with the answers that you find. Oh, ways. Oh my gosh, that's so hard sometimes. It is. It is hard. You know, I hate to interrupt you, but I think that's just such a key point that sometimes we're afraid of what we're going to find. And I think sometimes for women in particular, it's not so much that we're afraid we're going to fail. We're going to afraid it's going to be really great. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, and so it's such a, like being okay with the answers that show up is, is a really powerful a really powerful statement. Yeah, um, success. It, it, I think it scares us as much as failure. Absolutely. Because, because, and again, and especially those of us who live in the United States and it is no success is ever enough, right? right. It reminds me of the limited at sticky or the, on your label where you go, no sale is ever final. You go like, okay, I have to say it's got to be bigger. It has to be bigger, better, brighter, bolder. Yeah. Instead of, no, wait a second. What if where you are right now is shining so mm -hmm. brightly? And it is yeah. okay for you to savor that and rest in it mm -hmm. and enjoy it instead of saying, oh, that must not be enough. 
must not be enough. I mean, I just love the, the, the things that I'm hearing you say is one is that really taking the time to figure out who you are mm -hmm. and um, that that was a key part of your success and figuring out, okay, what about this lights me up? What energizes me? What are the different ways that we say that, you know, the different idioms that we use to describe mm -hmm. it because it's really um, this intangible way of thinking about it, but it actually is incredibly physical at the same time. And I'm hosting a retreat in February called the Joyosity Retreat. And that's one of the things that we're doing is really digging in because that process doesn't happen like over lunch, <laughs> like those lunch and learns that are really great. You kind of learn some information about the Enneagram, which if you're new to the Enneagram, it's a personality framework that I love to use. I think it's the most transformative. And um, it doesn't just, it's not information, it's actual processing and taking the time. And that's why I think the retreat is so valuable because it gives you that time to space out. And then the people around you, as you said, drawing those people around you and having someone reflect back to you, uh, <clears throat> is one of the most powerful things too, because we discount it, like you said. And then, oh, I just, you know, I go on forever about being okay with the answers that are there um, because sometimes we we discount the magic that we have mm -hmm. and um, the shining in the place where we are. You know, that old adage of bloom where you're planted is we kind of like, oh, that's me, you know, <laughs> you know but it's actually incredibly powerful. You are the most powerful when you bloom where you planted. So as you have done this work, you actually collected the stories in, in your book, which now has a second edition, One Woman Can Change the World. Um, you collected stories of women who did just that. How did you decide, like, I'm going to tell the stories of these people um, that are changing the spaces where they are? How did you come to that? And what did you learn? Um, I... I got to know the women before I didn't say, you know what I think I'm going to go out and chase down some women. I'm going to tell their stories instead uh, through work um, and through travel, just learn and spent time with women. Um, and again, this was, there are some women in my book in the United States. And then there are women in India and in Jamaica and Guatemala and Honduras. Um, but there was a common thread with all of these women as I would sit and watch them lead out. And these are not women that you, you're not going to find. They're not influencers on TikTok. They are flesh and bone, beautiful personality women that saw a gap and said, wait a second. I think I can do something about that. And even their rationale of why they did it. There was everything from um, a woman that went, she went to her local church and said, Hey, there's a problem down the street. I think we, I think the church could do something. And the church told her, no, we don't have time because they're not in our neighborhood. Mm. She said, Oh, huh. <laughs> she, she went down the street and started working. And her added, her whole adage is like, you just dip a toe in the water. Mm. You don't try to change the world all at once. You just dip a toe in the water. And if the water parts and a little dry land happens, take a step out. You just keep dipping. And I love that because it reminds me to not get ahead of myself. Yeah. That it is still going to be one right step at a time. Um, but it is everything from that to um, a sweet woman who lives in the same city as I do, who 
She and single mom moves into a neighborhood. It is a difficult neighborhood, but she sees kids out in the street after school and she's worried about them that they have no place to study. Hmm. So she decides to give them ice cream and a place to study and now has been lauded by the city and the state of Texas for everything she's done. And here, and she is a woman that will tell you, she's like, I'm ghetto. I'm <laughs> crazy as a loon, but for whatever reason, God keeps using me. Yeah. I love that. Cause she is, she's not trying to change the world. She's just trying to fix her street. Yeah. Um, and so I, again, have learned so much about other women. I learned to love women mm. also by getting to know other women around the world. And I think because the pressure in the U.S. can be so bad, the comparison trap yes. can either cause us to like get super competitive or, can, or very condemning, and most of the time it's self-condemning. Yeah. But to meet these women that they didn't really, they didn't worry too much about what other folks thought. They were like, no, I'm just, I got to fix it. There's a thing. I got to go do a thing. Yeah. Um, and I love that because they calmed me down and reminded me of the impact because I could see the impact they were making in yeah. people's lives and in kids' lives and in the community and went, that's huge. Mm. Huge. It's so big. And I, I, I'm kind of curious, those of you who are listening, what you think about this? You know, like, do you feel that pressure to like be everything, change the big world? Um, and what what is Ronnie saying that's kind of like, oh, what's right around me? I'm kind of just curious as we start to wrap up. Oh my gosh, you know, what's around you right now? in your little corner of the world? Is it, is it your kids? Is it your neighborhood? Is it the four people on your team at work? You know, what's that space that says, oh, I am needed in that space. Mm -hmm. And then how can you lead from a place of fullness, not trying to be someplace else, not trying to be somebody else, not be, like just who are you and what do you have to offer um, in that space? That's kind of my question for you if you're listening. And so um, let us you know, know in the comments, we always love these. Uh, I, I just can't believe we have to stop. And um, I am struggling for words because I just want to ask you so many more things. And so how can we continue this conversation with you? Where can people find you? What, um, what are you offering right now? Just tell us how we can continue to connect with you. Um, Instagram is probably the safest place to find me. I'm also <laughs> on threads. I have abandoned the alternative place or whatever that's called right now <laughs> I, go, I go in there i'm like oh my gosh it's just in there and so i run away um but threads and instagram probably the two easiest places that folks can find me there's also a contact form on my website ronnyrock.com and um in the beginning of 2024 as we get into 2024 there are going to be a couple of things that i'll be doing first of all a book club with my book which oh, weird, but, but yes, my book, we're going to talk <laughs> about it and talk even more about how do you, how do you discover, how do you um, find really what it is that you love to do 
and where energy, where you are energized and to find that place that feels like your spot in this world. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that. And then a little bit later into 2024, I'm going to do some coaching, which is a new thing for me. I've done it for forever, but I'm actually going to make it available. Instead. <laughs> Because you absolutely have mentored and coached from afar for yes. so many of us and up close. I but. to do mentoring and I've done it. I've done masterminds and those kind of things and how to safeguard your soul and all kinds of stuff. But I am going to be offering some um, one-on-one mentoring. I love it. I'm so glad that this is not the end of our conversation. No. You know that there are so many ways to connect with you and, and be with you and learn from you. Um, I, I really hope that if you are listening today, that this is such a great, such a great ending to this year of joyosity alive that we've launched this year. And that knowing yourself, knowing yourself is the thing that actually starts to change the world. And that includes your values, that includes your personality, includes um, even how you talk to yourself as a little bit of, we were chatting pre-show, Ronnie, you know, how we even talk to ourselves uh, is part of changing the world. So connect with Ronnie. If you are interested in the Geriosity Retreat, which is what we're going to be doing, all of those things, I would love to talk to you. Just send me a DM uh, and we will get that to you. Or you can go to jenwitmer.com slash Retreat and find all that information that's happening in February of 2024, just in case you're listening to this, you know, in 2026, yeah, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, I'm so glad that Shelby, Lisa, uh, Anita, all of you who are here today, thank you so much for being here. The next Joyosity Live will be Thursday, January 1, 2, 3, 4. Uh, it's going to be a Thursday because January 1st is a Monday, is a holiday. So we're doing it on the 4th and we'll give you all that information soon, but be sure to join us live then. Connect with Ronnie and I hope that you all have a fantastic end of your year. Thank you so much for being here, Ronnie. So appreciate it. Awesome. Bye everybody. So let me put my coach hat on for just a sec. Don't just leave this here. Take a moment. What did you learn? What's your next tiny action step? Share this episode with someone and tell them. Connect with us to keep this conversation going. As always, I'm Jen Whitmer. Thank you for listening to Joyosity. I don't take for granted that your earballs have a lot of information coming at you. Please take a moment to rate and subscribe. It really helps more people join us in creating positive culture with complex people. So work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Can't wait for you to join us next week.